With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Thanks for being with us. Adam Kaufman, Greg Ehrenberg. Typically, this is the NFL Thursday night Yahoo show. Here's the thing, though. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow, folks. You don't need me to tell you that. Hopefully, your families have been bugging you about it. And so what is important is there isn't just a game tomorrow night. There's a game tomorrow early afternoon. There's a game that will be directly opposite your dinners, most likely, mid-afternoon. we got a lot to talk about, and it's mainly more of a classic sort of view, uh, overarching view of what's going on tomorrow as opposed to just this single game contest that we're typically talking about. How are you, man? Uh, I'm good, and I am... Uh, oh, we've got... Uh, by the way, you, you must have sneezed just as the camera was was going live. We've got uh, Stephen Leibowitz was saying uh, Gesundheit, and at first I was like, what, what's going on? And then I realized you'd, you'd sneeze right before, and, yeah, and that's what it was. Yeah. You know, I, shame on me for not muting. You know what it is? <laughs> I've, I've got this... Because I'm 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 just flush with cash. I have this dual monitor setup here, and so I've I've got our producer Tyler. I've got you on on a different screen entirely, which is like you know twenty feet away from me. And then this one that's right here at, with all of the pertinent information. And so you know Tyler, I can see kind of out of the corner of my eyes, going like this, like you're on, you're on. And I just I wasn't paying any attention. It's way over there. It's I mean many 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 distances away. Yeah, that's the same as me. I've got a whole monitor set up here because we do these we do these NBA shows now that run after lock. So I, I set up this other screen just so I could watch basketball games while I'm doing it. And then I just nice. kind of talk about what's going on. So, yeah, it's, it's a whole big, whole big deal. But anyway, uh, this is your excuse for, for sneezing on camera, apparently. That's apparently uh, now people are talking about Dickie V from last night. Yes. Dick Vitale returning 82 years old sidelined a month plus after a cancer diagnosis, lymphoma, very emotional in his return for that Gonzaga UCLA game. And uh, just, I mean, broadcast legend folks, an original PTP -er. So we're glad uh, obviously to see that he's healthy, well, and uh, back on the call. And uh, look, if you came here looking for something at, that short of like bad Dickie V impersonations or something like that. If you want something that is up to the quality of his broadcast, you've, you've come to the wrong place. I'm uh, sorely yeah. mistaken. He does not sneeze on camera. No, much more of a professional than I am. <laughs> uh, so Chicago at Detroit, that's the first game of the day tomorrow. Maybe just maybe on Thanksgiving, the lions will find a way to win a game. It's been 14 straight since they have found a way to do so. You've got uh, Vegas and Dallas, that game, of course, in Dallas, as it is annually in the middle of the day. And then the evening game that we might normally be talking about on just a regular old Thursday show that we do here features Buffalo at New Orleans, two teams that we do not regularly see on T-Give. But uh, hey, before we get into it, let's tell you a little bit about our friends 
with Yahoo Fantasy. We have, of course, partnered up with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some just great, great offers and even more unique offers specific to Thanksgiving, which, of course, I will tell you about. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer. Gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. That is the caveat. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That is it. Very simple. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We'll reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, that's just fine. We'll help you out. Email support at Osmo.com. Get you all set up. You can also claim a free $15 of site credit when you deposit using promo code Yahoo Thanksgiving. That is all one word, Yahoo Thanksgiving, to enter any Yahoo contest, including the $1 million Everyone Wins Thanksgiving Baller, most user friendly DFS contest you'll find anywhere with a management fee of minus. 900%. Minus 900%. Absolutely no reason not to enter this contest. It's $1 for a chance to win 100,000 and you automatically make at least $1 profit even if you come in dead last. I, I couldn't possibly be offering this in in a in a better way to all of you. It's Yahoo's paying you at least $1 for the chance to win 100 grand. So I don't know why you wouldn't do it this Thanksgiving. Please do just make sure you use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. So that in mind, my friend, do you have a uh, I don't know, just just sort of best pieces of advice on how to tackle this Thanksgiving slate before we do our usual position by position thing to help those people chasing the hundred grand playing it. It's everybody, everybody wins. <laughs> there's a hundred thousand, which I mean, there's a lot of things that we talk about. It's like, Hey, this is good value. We've got a lot of sponsors, but the reality is whether there's a particular value play, like particular contrarian play, like there's really nothing that's better value that we could give anybody advice other than there's overlay here. Go play where there's overlay because that it's free money. So that's really the best value there is in DFS. All right. Well, all that in mind, let's uh, get into it. Start to go position by position just a little bit here as we tend to do because we've only got you for about 20 more minutes. It's going to be a fast acting show. I will tell you here, Greg, and uh, I don't think it'll come as any great surprise. The top three quarterbacks in terms of the projections that we have on our Osmo site, Josh Allen, who was projected for about 24 points in that game against the Saints in the evening. He's $38, certainly not cheap, but expects to be very chalky, very popular. Dak Prescott against the Raiders, 22 projected points coming off that dud against Kansas City, $35 for him. And Derek Carr, who is a, a guy that I know for all you Yahoo season-long people, certainly a guy you could pick up. You could stream this week if you want to. If you got a QB dealing with an injury, he is uh, about 19 projected points against the Cowboys, $29. So obviously a little bit of a price discrepancy between these three guys. Who stands out to you most? Yeah, so I find it very difficult to get to Dak Prescott because he's only $3 less expensive than Josh Allen. So if I'm paying up a quarterback, I'm just looking at the builds I've made to this point. Josh Allen's the guy that I've rushed for the most and the guy I'm paying up for most frequently. So to me, Dak Prescott's actually one of my least favorite quarterback plays on the slate unless we're to get close to lock and just he's not in people's lineups. But as of now, we're projecting Josh Allen being 44% of the field's lineups. Dak Prescott at 26%. And I would just rather be on Allen. He's a little bit more popular, but once again, that's not problematic to me when you consider the upside here because Dak Prescott, while overall he's had a very good season, his fantasy upside isn't anywhere near what Josh Allen's has been. And I mean, we're coming off a game where Dak Prescott only had four fantasy points. He is yet to eclipse 30 fantasy points this year. He's only gone over 26 fantasy points, I think three times all season, 
Whereas Josh Allen this year, we've seen him score as many as 36 against the Chiefs. He scored 37 against Washington. So a little bit more substantial upside Josh Allen for me. He's my favorite payup option. Derek Carr, because he's in a price range of himself in the mid-range, we're only projecting 14.7% of lineups. I like getting overweight to him. And then on the low end, you can just take shots on some of these guys as dart plays because the quarterbacks are so cheap when you're looking at, you know, $21 or somebody like Andy Dalton, who I'm anticipating to be the starter, Justin Fields not expected to play. Uh, those guys who are playing 150 lineups or if you're playing multiple lineups, uh, having a few lineups with guys like Dalton or Simeon or Jared Goff, he plays, that would make sense just because they're so cheap and opens up so much salary. Got uh, your pal Jordan Lockhart with a super chat for 10 bucks. We appreciate you, Jordan. Says, uh, this is for Greg. Let's win so we can start more arguments on my on my yeah. Twitter. LOL, that was fun. Hey, listen, that is one of my... If I have spare time, you will know it because I am on Twitter just making shit with people. We're arguing with people. We're trolling people. It's it's a good time. And by the way, Jordan has been maybe the hottest person in, in DFS. It's every every two, three days, there's some tweet that I'm seeing getting retweeted or I'm tagged on where it's Jordan Lockhart just won $50,000, $100,000, $20,000. The uh, man's been on fire. So very cool to see. Yeah, dude showing up in the Osmo Hall of Fame with regularity and, of course, you know, taking advantage of watching these shows and using the DFS tools that are available to you. If ever there were a good time to tell you to subscribe to a great Osmo Plus Platinum, even just for a, a week, a month, try it out for yourself, obviously, and you'll find I can't promise you you're going to win big like Jordan, but will you make up the money that you use to invest in, in just these, you know, smaller weekly or monthly fees uh, play a head-to-head with a buddy. It shouldn't be too much trouble for you. And uh, then you can enter some uh, larger GPPs and maybe take advantage or even just maybe win 100 grand on Yahoo with this uh, Everybody Wins Baller Contest we got coming up tomorrow for this three-game slate. So, uh, Jordan, appreciate you. Appreciate all you here with us. Hit the like, hit the subscribe button if you're watching along on the Yahoo uh, or rather the, uh, well, the Yahoo show on the Osmo page, obviously. So, all right, you, you outlined a lot of the good QBs. Is there... I know there are only six to choose from, too, obviously, with these three games. Is there one that you really like in terms of value QB, or do you see yourself more likely to go for value in other spots and just pay up for Josh Allen most of the time? I mean, if I had a roster one for cheap, it would be Andy Dalton. He's only $21. He's a matchup against the Detroit Lions, which is always going to be favorable. I prefer Andy Dalton to Trevor Simeon. I prefer Andy Dalton to Jared Goff, Jared Goff, who... It appears he's trending towards playing. We don't know that for sure. But right now with Andy Dalton, once again, $21, do I think he is very much upside? No, not really. But the situation where Andy Dalton ends up in an optimal lineup on Yahoo is a bunch of the skill position players that are highly priced have big games. They much just need the salary savings at QB. Andy Dalton, once again, very cheap, $21. So relatively on a points per dollar basis, we have Andy Dalton at $21 projected for 15 fantasy points. Then Josh Allen at $38 is projected for 23 and a half fantasy points. So you just look at the points per dollar. And in that sense, Andy Dalton is a better points per dollar play. It just becomes a, a, a situation where are we going to ultimately need those salary savings? And it's hard to say for now because we're about to talk about the running backs and there's a lot of injury news there. So let's go to the running backs. David Montgomery, and normally I, I, I just hear that name and I shudder because he is someone that just has burned me with regularity when it comes to fantasy or, or you know, whether it's daily or season long. I just I, I never enjoy playing David Montgomery because I, the, the experience is not good for me, but he is your top projected running back on the slate here with these three games against Detroit 
18 projected points. He's $26 in fairness to him. Obviously, he lit up the Lions last month, went for 106 on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. So for anyone looking to go back to the well against a, uh, a miserable Lions defense and offense and club and everything else on the other side, something to think about, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott against the Raiders. He comes in about 17 projected points. Same for the guy behind him, DeAndre Swift, of course, uh, going up against Chicago. But Zeke, $33, Swift, 29 Swift has been hot of late, Greg. I mean, you look at him the last last game he went for, let's say, 136 yards rushing, 266 over his last two. So he has been very, very good. Do you want to go back to the well with him? Do you agree with paying up for Montgomery? Where do you stand? Yeah, so, I mean, the other thing also, Montgomery's $26. It's not we're, like we're spending all the way up for him. We've got mm-hmm. Zeke is all the way at $33. So we're getting a $7 discount on David Montgomery, who's currently my favorite running back over on Yahoo. He was really good for fantasy last year, and his results have been a little bit underwhelming this year. But I think there's a couple things to keep in mind. First of all, he's been injured. He's healthy now. Also, his recent strength of schedule has been very difficult. The games that we've seen David Montgomery healthy for, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, Detroit, easy game. He did well in that game on the road in Cleveland against Cincinnati and then on the road in Los Angeles against the Rams. So these haven't always been the best games on paper for David Montgomery to have a big game. This is one that certainly is against the Detroit Lions where it's a bad defense. And also, I think that Andy Dalton being the quarterback of the Bears is a little bit of an upgrade for them based what we've seen from Justin Fields. He's really struggled in his rookie year. So I like Montgomery to get a little bit back towards the production we saw from him last year where he had, if you look at the final stretch from last year, uh, weeks 12 through 17 last year, David Montgomery had at least 19 uh, Yahoo fantasy points in all of those games. And I think that's something we could certainly see Montgomery get back to in more positive matchups. Also, if you look at our player props tool over on Odd Shopper, we have the best bet on all the Thanksgiving slate, David Montgomery over 74 and a half rushing yards, a bet that we've winning a little over 70% of the time. So I think there's a lot of reasons to like Montgomery here. You alluded to it too. The Lions' 27th defense overall, 31st against the run. So it is, uh, whether, whether you like him or not, whether you've been burned by him a lot in the past, he is absolutely David Montgomery in a great spot. So uh, the, the number one value, again, as things stand right now, because things can certainly change here in the next, I don't know, a little less than 24 hours before this slate kicks off. The number one value across all positions is Mark Ingram at running back. You know, obviously projects to have a really good day. He's super cheap as well. Part of that, we don't know what to expect from Alvin Kamara right now. You alluded to injury news. So uh, what's your view of, of cheaper running backs that we could potentially take advantage of? All right. So here's where this gets really tricky. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are both injured, and we don't know if they're playing. Both of them are listed as questionable. They did a practice yesterday, but it was a walkthrough. So it wasn't really an actual official practice. But with that said, Kamara was on the sideline. Mark Ingram was on the sideline. So I don't know if one of them are going to be out, if both of them are going to play, if both of them, like there's there's a lot of different permea- uh, permutations of outcomes we can get here. If both of them play, I love Mark. I love uh, Alvin Kamara at $29. If Mark Ingram plays and Kamara's out, I love Mark Ingram at $17. But if Kamara and Ingram are both out, then we could look at somebody like Tony Jones, who I assume would start. He's the flatman, just $10 over on Yahoo. He was somebody who was a standout in preseason that a lot of people thought could play a big role this year if Alvin Kamara got hurt. Ultimately, that never ended up being the case, but we could see Tony Jones thrust into that role. So wait and see approach here with the Saints running back situation. But once again, both those guys get ruled out. Tony Jones, without much doubt, would be the best value on the Thanksgiving slate. If anybody has any questions, anything like that, comments, thoughts, concerns, whatever, get them in as it relates to tomorrow's three-game slate. We're here with you for about 
10 more minutes. In the meantime, we'll move along to wide receivers. And uh, I don't think any big surprise. Stephon Diggs with the Bills is at the top right now, projected for about 15 fantasy points on Yahoo. He is expensive. He's $30. CeeDee Lamb, who, of course, may not play. He's dealing with a concussion right now. But he is uh, right behind in terms of the projection, 14 points against the Raiders, and he is $31. And then, and this just really highlights that we're talking about a, a three-game slate here, Greg, third most points projected among receivers at this moment hunter renfro for the raiders going against dallas about a dozen points he is super cheap 17 dollars. so is that someone that you realistically want to try and get in there so here's something interesting about the wide receiver position also why i said i'm not sure if we're going to have to spend up at quarterback or if we're going to be looking to save salary at the position there's only a couple of expensive wide receivers to look at. One of them is Stefan Diggs, and the other one is CeeDee Lamb. But like you said, CeeDee Lamb is questionable. If he's in, it's hard not to love CeeDee Lamb because Amari Cooper's out. He is uh, on the on the IR for, for COVID. COVID yeah. So if, so if CeeDee Lamb is able to play, then he's going to get a massive amount of target share and a pretty favorable matchup against the Raiders. So CeeDee Lamb would certainly be somebody who we're looking to pay up for if he's in. If he's out, Stefan Diggs is going to become very, very popular because it's going to be hard to avoid him as the lone payup option at wide receiver. Because here's the salary right now, at wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb is $31, questionable. Stefan Diggs, $30, he's playing. Amari Cooper's $22, he's out. There are no other wide receivers priced over $20 on Yahoo. So you have a situation potentially where Diggs is just the only guy there to get to. So that's going to be an unavoidable piece of chalk if the news breaks that way. Uh, but as for Hunter Renfro... He's not expensive enough. He should be priced up with, you know, guys like Amari Cooper, probably not quite to the Stefan, uh, the Stefan Diggs and CeeDee Lamb kind of salary, but certainly I think $22, $23 be warranted for Hunter Renfro. Recent games from eight targets, nine targets, nine targets, four targets. Ever since Henry Ruggs has been uh, released from the team due to all of his issues, we've seen a massive amount of target share go to Hunter Renfro. He's a number one wide receiver that just isn't being priced like it. Uh, Benny says in the chat, permutations is a word I need to stop bringing off the bench or start bringing off the bench more. It's, you know, it's your SAT words, man. You're educating the people here right before a holiday. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I've, I've got the big vocabulary. I've got some would say the biggest vocabulary, the biggest, the absolute yeah, biggest, the absolute so, biggest. Like you said, Amari Cooper's not playing. If we find out CD lamb is not playing and you know, for, I guess a couple questions. One, just independent, you know, or, or, or isolating specifically on that. Are you rushing out to roster one of Michael Gallup or Cedric Wilson? Do you want both those guys in your lineup? I know it depends on whether you're looking at single game or classic, and it deals with sort of the next question I'm going to ask you as well. But what becomes of your approach to this Dallas offense? Yeah, C.D. Lamb. I mean, if C.D. Lamb's out, Michael Gallup for sure a great player to target $19 downfield threat would have tremendous upside in this spot. I would like Cedric Wilson a lot as a value play as well. He's only $14. I don't know that we need to go to, you know, Noah Brown or Malik Turner at $10. I just don't think that's necessary if we're getting to a situation where these guys are out for the Cowboys, because it just opens up so much value elsewhere, but Gallup would be the, would be the number one priority uh, from the Cowboys. And he would also become a really high priority on the slate in general. And then Cedric Wilson, who I assume would be less popular then then Michael Gallup, he would also be a pretty good pivot play and also still a good value option of $14.
producer Tyler says plethora should be a core build in everyone's <laughs> vocabulary. I'm a big conundrum guy. That's another fun one right there. Uh, Jordan says, I love Gallup tomorrow. So if anyone wants to win money, I guess just follow what Jordan's been doing, obviously. Uh, what I was starting to say before, Greg, where, where that Dallas situation relates to classic builds, obviously, because of the way the games are staggered, that this second game isn't even going to start until the first game of the day is winding down long after you need to get your, your lineups in for your, for your classic. And I know you can late swap and all that stuff, but in terms of how you're building your lineup, unless we get some clarity hours before that Dallas game starts about CD lamb and the concussion in particular, how are you going about, you know, building or, or leaving space and money available for later in the day as, as some of the stuff, you know, comes into focus. Well, the good thing is, you know, about the, about the lions and the bears, uh, they both suck. So I'm not looking to roster that many players from that game. And even if they are, they're in totally different salary ranges as the guys in the later games. So it's not like there's a direct pivot or somebody that I'm going to be holding a roster spot towards. The most expensive wide receiver in the Bears Lions game is Darnell Mooney at $16. And I'm not getting to him very much in my initial build. So with that in mind, I don't think we really need to prepare ahead of time because we still have Steph Diggs to play from the later games. So you could you could have CeeDee Lamb in lineups, and if he gets ruled out, those shares just go to Steph Diggs. And then if you have a cheaper wide receiver, you could always switch that to Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson because they're fairly cheap. I, I think that of the games that are on the slate tomorrow, the one I'm going to get the least amount of exposure to anyway is Bears-Lions outside of David Montgomery. In the interest of time, let's move to tight ends here. Darren Waller is uh, at the top. you got a couple of good tight ends actually available to you, even with just a, a three-game slate. You have Waller against Dallas, about 13 projected points. He's $24. Other side of the game, Dalton Schultz, who ha has remained a, a focal point of this passing offense for Dallas, independent of who else is available, and all the more so, you would think tomorrow, pardon me, if uh, obviously Cooper and Lamb are both out. But he is $22 projected for 11 points. Then you have TJ Hawkinson for uh, Detroit against Chicago, about nine points, $17. Those are the, uh, you know, projection and salary. But is Schultz a guy you're really going to hone in on? Uh, play Darren Waller. Uh, I, I mean, we just look at also the way that we have the ownership projected and 37% going to Darren Waller, not nearly enough in my opinion, 23% to Dalton Schultz, 24% to Dawson Knox. We have so much value that appears is going to be available to us on this slate that I just want to make it a high priority to get to Darren Waller. The current build that I have, Darren Waller's in well over half of my lineups. He's only $24, which talking about Dalton Schultz, well, Schultz is $22. I think Darren Waller overall on the whole is a much better fantasy producer than Dalton Schultz. So easy to find those two extra dollars. Also talking about the Henry Rugg situation, him being out the last few games for Darren Waller, 11 targets, seven targets, eight targets, massive workload out of the tight end spot. So I think that he is easily the top tight end play on this slate. So for the DSTs, you got the Bears who are going to be very chalky, very popular against Detroit, projected for about uh, eight points in that vicinity, $20. Same $20 for the Cowboys, who have had a, a terrific defense, at least statistically speaking, over the course of this year against the Raiders, about seven points. Bills against the Saints, six and a half, $18. You like the Bears best? Not at, not at the amount of lineups they're projected to be in. We have, we have the field projecting to rush them in a third of the lineups. Mm -hmm. And sure, if you're playing cash games, you're playing the Bears defense because they're going up against the Lions. The Lions are no good. Jared Goff, he's no good. He's also very turnover prone. But it's not like the Bears have some elite 
top of the line defense and they're $20. That's really expensive on these small slates because there's so much variance in defensive scoring. It's so hard to predict, especially because a defense could have a good game for stuff that isn't related to defense. You could have a kick return for a touchdown, which if I'm not mistaken, had it happened on either last year's Thanksgiving slate or the slate before two years ago on Thanksgiving, there was a punt return for a touchdown that ended up breaking the slate. And it's just very hard to predict defensive fantasy points. So I'm just inclined to go with whichever defenses are the least popular. And the Lions, for instance, the Lions are the second cheapest defense on the slate. They're only $14. And if I'm going to play lineups that don't include the Bears offense, then I think the Lions at $14, as bad as their defense is, it's once again, it's a it's it's a three game slate football defense have a lot of variants. I'd be willing to take stabs there. Even the Raiders defense at min price at ten dollars. Dak Prescott, he struggled last week. We've seen him struggle this year. He's going to throw the ball a lot. Throwing the ball tends to lead to defensive fantasy points, even if the Cowboys offense plays really well. There's a situation where the Cowboys score 31 points. But maybe Dak Prescott, because he drops back to throw the ball 35 to 40 times, gets sacked a few times, maybe throws an interception. And even getting like six fantasy points from the Raiders, that could be enough at $10. So I just prefer to go with whichever defensive options are least popular on small slates. It's a shame we're leaving soon because viewership is actually climbing over the course of this half hour. A lot of you here with us. Hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Appreciate it. We'll get out of here in a minute, but I want to leave you with this, Greg. Looking at the optimal lineup, which uh, obviously is going to change between now and and kickoff as more injury news gives us uh, some clarity, but ownership projections, Josh Allen, David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, of course, if he plays, like you said before, Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, the Bears DST, basically an entire lineup right there. All of these guys are projected to be owned in at least or pretty close to a third of lineups. In some cases, Montgomery is about 60% of lineups. So who is a value play or or at least a, a lower owned or lower rostered play that you like that you'd like to try and sneak in there? You know, it's so hard. To, in general, the answer is going to be defenses on a small slate. But outside of that, it is kind of hard to answer 24 hours in advance of these games because we have so many players that are listed as questionable. Just to recap, C.D. Lamb, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. We still don't totally know who's going to be a starting quarterback for Detroit. It's presumed to be Jared Goff, but it could end up being Tim Boyle, who during his time at UConn, I believe he was in college, had one touchdown and 13 interceptions. Somehow that guy lands up. That guy lands in the NFL. Uh, Mark Ingram questionable. It's it's hard to say because there's so many guys that are questionable. So it's going to be one of those things where tune into all the football content we have on the channel tomorrow. Subscribe to the subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like this video as well. But that's really just for Adam and I's egos. That's not going to help your plays at all tomorrow. <laughs> but do it do it for us. That'll be your Thanksgiving present to us. But yeah, we really need a little bit more information, in my opinion, to know for sure who the best contrarian options are. Because I don't know who's going to be contrarian as of now. All right, we're going to go because the next show is starting in a matter of moments. You got the jock market look at the Thursday slate. Aton and uh, Moose, Jeff Ulrich, will be coming back here with you. Those two were on a little bit earlier with uh, jock market NBA for tonight in a busy 13-game slate. So if you have any thoughts on that, you can go back, relive it. It's on our YouTube page, obviously. So that's at 3.30, goes until about 4 o'clock, and then at 4 Eastern time until 4.30, no house advantage NFL show. You will have uh, Aton once again. He will be with Greg. Greg will be coming back. A busy day for Greg. He's on again later tonight as well. NBA Deeper Dive, 4.45 with uh, Alex and uh, Bearded Adam, and then Greg and Terry on at uh, 6 o'clock for NBA Live Before Lock. Once again, Huge, huge slate, both NBA and NHL. 
tonight heading into what is going to be a much lighter Thanksgiving holiday, with the exception of these three football games we've been talking about. So thanks to Tyler, our producer, of course, Greg, always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Everybody, happy holidays. Be safe, have fun, family, football, food, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you again soon. See you guys.